that story in Florida. You sitting and move your family. Oh man, I laugh every time. Oh, that, that's, that's what I hear that. Um, so, coach, coach, what size are you? A medium? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He uh, he ordered large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. You, you sure you're medium? You're not a large. No, no, I'm medium. <laughs> oh, he was good. Hey, hey he goes with it. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Think about, you know, you get that confidence. You get that strut. You're down at the lobby. Hey, yeah, I just interviewed at school. Yeah, I'm going to be working there. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> when you say out, <laughs> when you say out loud, your confidence flow, man. Welcome to another episode of Life on the Road. I am Coach Scott Bowers. This is Coach Alfonso Key, and we are the navigators of the journey of the professional coach, the college coach, the high school coach. Today, we have uh, Coach Kevin Easley. He is the head coach at Life University. Coach Key, give us a little background on Coach Easley. Well, Coach Kevin Easley, a tremendous player out of the state of Tennessee, Hall of Fame high school player. Um, in the Raptors at his high school, one of the top three players come out. out. So transitioned to high school, to college, um, didn't know he wanted to start. Um, really did a great job in finding himself, had some detours in civilian world. But I think you'll be extremely impressed uh, with his grit, uh, with his ability to stay focused and into where he's at today. Our special guest today is the head coach at Life University in Atlanta, Georgia, Coach Kevin Easley. Welcome to Life on the Road. Appreciate you guys having me, man. It's, it's a pleasure. I know you have so much going on, man, to cut you off, Scott, but I appreciate your time because I understand your preseason, your academics, guys coming in, dorms, new recruits, the whole nine, and you got a wonderful family as well with some athletes. So thank you for your time, Coach. I mean that sincerely. I appreciate it, man. I've known you guys for a long time and Definitely, you guys got a really good thing going, and I want anything I can you know to help you guys. Uh, I definitely want to make sure for you guys. Well, anytime you can you can get on here and share your story is always a big help for us. So we're going to hop right into it. And first question: What made you want to get into coaching, and where was your first coaching job? So that's it's really interesting that you asked that because when I finished playing. Um, I didn't have a stellar college career. I played behind professional guys, NBA players, overseas players. And it was one of those things that, you know, I'm like, what do I really want to do? So, you know, I, I did some, you know, enterprise rental car, my first job. And, um, you know, it, it was, it just didn't fulfill me. Um, I met with one of our boosters and, um, you know, she had basically said, Hey, do you want, how do you feel about getting into coaching? And I was like, man, yes, yes, it's cool. And she's like, all right, we're going to have a meeting with the head coach, et cetera. You'll be coaching girls, freshman basketball. And so I was ecstatic. You know, I started drawing up little plays and all that stuff and then ended up finding they cut it from me. It's like, well, they don't have it for you, so you're not going to be able to do it. So oh, no. I'm still in enterprise. And then, you know, I had a friend um, who's now uh, he works for 247 Sports, uh, Carl Reed, very influential media and football. And he started up a program called dreams an opportunity um you know coach with them a little bit um have a 15 year old team um that was really cool um and so i talked with my boss at enterprise who's like a big brother to me and 
I just went in, you know, his office and I told him, Hey man, I really want to coach, but I want to take this thing serious. And, um, he's like, why do you say that? It's like, it's just a feeling I had. I had, you know, I coached these kids and I was able to make a difference and it was a lot of fun and it was something that, you know, meant a lot to me. He's like, okay, you know what? I got something for you. So, you know, he decided, you know, we're going to go to the final four. Uh, his name's Terry Boykin. He's also now an influential skills trainer in Tennessee, one of the top trainers in Tennessee. And, um, he took me to the final four and, you know, it was the first time I was in New Orleans. We saw Carmelo transition mid range jumps. The whole environment was cool. You know, I was starstruck at the time seeing, you know, Bill Self and those guys walking right. around and, um, you know, being in that mix really, you know, made it clear. And he was basically like, Hey man, like follow your dreams, man. I'll support you. And, um, so I, I ended up leaving that. Um, that job at Enterprise and coached, I mean, worked at the YMCA um, and worked there for, you know, making half of what I was making um, mm-hmm. just so I could have an opportunity, you know, to coach um, another AAU team. That went really well. And, you know, after that, you know, got with my old coach, uh, UT Martin, that recruited me. Um, and, you know, he basically said, hey, I got a spot for you. Don't know when mm-hmm. it's going to open up. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, it didn't open up that year, so I'm still waiting. So I send out a million emails. I know, you know Scott, you have a, a lot of stories about the email situation, yeah. but I did it too. You know, right. not really understanding what the business is. Yeah. Send out those emails, and um, I had four people reply: one from Tennessee Tech, and one from Rand Chapel, who was at uh, Central Arkansas, to Tom. Um, he's at a junior college in Oklahoma now, but um, you know, going down, and so I went to Central um, Central Arkansas. They were Division Two at the time. He basically offered me the job as a volunteer GA. Yeah, wow, um, that's a double negative. Works, no classes or anything <laughs> like. I couldn't. I ended up, you know, uh, interviewing for a job down there at a telemarketing place, and got the job, and it was commission only, and I try to add up the figures of how I could do it, and I was like, you know what, I can't do right. this, so I go back home, working at this particular point, I, I went the whole gamut of singular, which now I think Sprint, no, I'm not sure you <laughs> Sprint, Verizon. Can you hear me now? Um, yeah, I did them all, um, you know, and, and so I was able to do that, and then um, I got the call from my boss, uh, my old, he's my, almost my old boss, but I got the call right. Brett Campbell, who's at UT Martin. He said they had a lot. So I was like, okay, great. So um, I took my test my, basically to get into graduate school because I was an elite student mm-hmm. in college. And um, I was able to take the Miller's analogies test yep. and I, I couldn't pass the test. Yep. So he ended up telling me, hey, look, we're not going to be to give you the stipend or the GA, um, you know, if you don't make it. So the the last test was a week before school started and I ended wow. up getting the grade that I needed um, by the grace of God. And, and wow. kind of how I landed at UT Martin as a GA at the time paid as a GA, but I was the third assistant coach. That's phenomenal. Coach that the MAT, that's the test in that analogies mm-hmm. or um, yeah, I, I took that in grad school as well, but I want to stop you real quick. You're kind of humble, man. You were a superstar elite player at a high school um, hall of fame, Jersey retired, um, on the list of player of the year in the state. So, I mean, you're an elite player, being humble. Just your first interaction with young kids, how would, how was your patience being a top-flight player, Division One guy, jumping right into young kids? How how were you patient as far as your teaching, being a great player yourself? Um, you know, like I said, it, it, it was 
for me, um, I, I didn't have an extensive, I didn't go to three or four different colleges. So I really had one experience playing for Hall of Fame coach Dave Luce at Austin P. Um, so I really took the concepts and um, some of the teachings that he had mm -hmm. um, and carried that over to those guys a little bit. Okay. You know, obviously, internet wasn't super prevalent where you're able to go and learn things off the internet mm -hmm. um, like it is now. So I just kind of, you know, fed off of the things that I learned at that particular right. time. And I think my patient, patient level patient level was better mm -hmm. then than it actually is now. Um, because I remember at that particular time, I was young like them. I mean, you're, we're talking, you know, 22 years old, 23 yeah. years old. And so I'm still in the mindset of, you know, how would I have liked to have been taught if I was mm -hmm. that age? And so the patients, yeah, so of being patient also a mix of holding them accountable and 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 making sure that they do the things that are going to help them be better players and you know they were so they were so they wanted a recruitable age at that particular point um so it was me it was all about development and just letting them have you know we pressed and it was it was an unbelievable experience and that for me you know like hey man you when you call it i want to coach college now I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Not at all. None of us did, but I'm right. like, I'm, you know, I'm having an opportunity to coach, coach college, and 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 I'm ready to step into that. So now, how was that experience when once you get to college? You know, your GA third assistant. How was that experience? You know, your first time. This is now you feel like this is what you wanted. Now all of a sudden you get it. Now what was that like? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a cool experience. You know, Coach Campbell recruited me, so. You know, I look at him as, as, as you know, like a father figure, like great dude, um, really good coach. Um, you know, he 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 took me in under his wing and, and really, um, you know, nurtured me to help show me the game. You know, as you go along, you start to see things. You're like, man, it's like you see the back, the backstory, the, you know, the things that you don't see as a player. At you all. go in the coach's room. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. coach, coach Campbell left. Austin P when I was playing and you know my playing time kind of went down after he left well what you realize is is time and you guys realize it too is you're an assistant you're fighting for the guys that you recruited mm -hmm. I had nobody fighting for me in that coach's office mm -hmm. great point. you know what I'm saying so point, no that was the first thing that I was able to see um and it was it was eye-opening so for mm -hmm. me like I realized I probably wasn't the most coachable person you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I didn't play, I get attitudes, you know, right. bad body language and things that I'm telling my mm -hmm. players not to do now. Mm -hmm. And you know, probably, like great story. You know, we're playing Duke. First game of the year, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Wow. I'm a player when we travel. So I, I just get my bags and I go to and all of that stuff. So we get ready to go to to practice at Duke and I'll come out and coach is like, Hey, where where are the keys to the van? I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> You're driving the van. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> so we're like everybody's sitting on the van. I have to run to the fifth floor. Get ready to, you know, I try to do the elevator. The elevator was stuck, so I have to run up five flights of stairs, have <laughs> the keys, come down, shut the door, and you know, coach is like, you know, I said some explicit is at the point, but he's just yeah, like, yeah, hey, aggressive counseling. Y'all better get this dude. You better get him. <laughs> like that was kind of his thing. He has no. So idea. that was kind of like. My my baptism to start and then yeah. you know we get into the game and you know duke is loud and you yes. know you, you grow up you know i'm not from north 
Carolina. You guys spent a lot of time in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, at that particular time, I was I had I was a North Carolina native, and I see Duke on TV. And I'm like, oh my god, like Duke, 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 Duke. You don't yeah. realize how loud it no, is until you get in there. So you know, I'm I'm there. You know, get, we're getting ready to play. Redick was there, and um, you know, the like, coach is like, hey, we're going to use this board okay. um, to write our plays, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know how you're going to draw the plays right here. <laughs> Right to hold it up. Pressure. So I'm, holding, I'm holding up the board, and the Cameron crazes are just destroying me. Everything I hold up, it's a, it's a new chant. They all drawn stuff, and you know, and we had a play. It was funny called like um, Overload or something like that. You know what I mean? So I had yeah. I had two plays on the thing. So the players are looking at me, and coach is like, "Hey man, you all better get this. That was his thing. Y'all better get this guy." You better get this guy. You best the plays though. You combining plays. Combining plays. In Cameron. <laughs> In Cameron. So as the game goes, we're losing at the point we lost by like 47. I'm like, I have it all the way up here. My arms start to <laughs> drop. And I'm like getting smaller and smaller. I'm like, come on, man. So we have a play called Overload, and we ran Overload, and we obviously got beat. So the next morning, I wake up, and um, you know, I'm getting calls and stuff like that. And, and, and uh, they're like, you got to see the paper. Like, how do you know the papers endure? Like, how do you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it said, Beauty Martin Skyhawks get beat by 47. The assistant coach was holding up a play called Overload. And it was like, in, in capital letters, <laughs> Overload indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my first game, first experience. Right, I'm like, sure. this is like this. Phenomenal. I love the travel. I love the fly. All of that stuff is really cool. But um, you know, I don't think for the remaining of my college career, I want to be holding up board. <laughs> <laughs> another, another good one, another really good one for my time, my first year, um, I scouted for the first time. And, you know, young guy, you know, played Division One, a little arrogant, yeah. little bit we played. Right. And it was my scout. And coach was like, you know, how good is Reinhardt? I'm like, coach, okay. man, they're absolutely terrible. We should beat them by 25 easy. We right. should, everybody should play. So we get to the game, and, um, you know, they hit the first couple shots, and I'm like, man. So I'm getting nervous. Like, he, every time they hit a shot, he walks down, he looks at me every yep. single time. So finally, we're down like 15, 20 points. I thought they sucked. I thought they sucked. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, just the whole entire time, I didn't know any better. We lose the game. Wow. So, you know, did you get fired? NAI school, um, which I'm very familiar with Ron Hart yeah. program at the time. You don't really know much about mm-hmm. him because, you know, I had that Division One background. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, seeing that, that humbled me really, really fast and it made me pay a lot better attention to my going forward. <laughs> um, but that, that was we definitely an experience. <laughs> hey, real quick, one of my first scouts when I was coaching at Trawan, Division Three. We're playing in a tournament in Staten Island. So I get sent home early to Jersey to watch the team we play in the first round. So Christmas tournament. So before the Christmas tournament, they get beat by like 40 in a conference Mm. game. Semester, first semester. So first game after the break is us. They pick up Division Three. This kid gets drafted by the Pistons. <laughs> Your scout changed, didn't he? I had no idea. Oh, wow. And he lit us up. What did no, they picked up him and another player. And Coach Burke's looking at me like, so where, where are these two at? 
<laughs> I think he missed the scouting report. Yeah, had no idea. Oh my god! Mm. All right, so we're at UT Martin. Uh, where where do we end up going after UT Martin? So how long were we there? And then where's our next coaching job? So I was I was at Martin for two years. Um, my next stop was UNCG, which that was very ironic. You know, my GA spot at UT Martin and didn't really have a job, didn't really, you know, didn't know. They had a couple of interviews, um, NAI interviews and things of that nature. And, you know, me not knowing exactly what to say or what to do, I, I sound like, sounded like one of the players today in today's world when wow. they get recruited by different people. So I go to an NAI, it may have been Division Three at the time, uh, Bell Haven. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coach used to be at Murray State. He recruited me as well. And um, he asked me, what are your aspirations? And I pretty much tell him, hey, you know, I, you know, I want to coach Division One, but if I don't get Division One, then I'll take your job. <laughs> Come on. So what are you doing? All right. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, I, so I, I go to uh, Louisville to work camp. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a big Fertino fan. You know, if you talk to me more, you'll learn more about that. But mm-hmm. um, got a chance to work that camp. And um, at the Final Four previously that year, um, I met Doug Eslick, um, who was at UNCG at the time. Okay. And um, while I was at camp my last day, um, you know, pretty much he was like, hey, look, we just got a job open up at UNCG. You know, don't pay much. Would you be interested in doing it? And I was like, yeah. Um, I, I, I was I'd love to, you know, I, yeah. I told you that a minority guy, I said, mm-hmm. oh, sure, I'll do it. You know, I'll be glad to. So I derailed and instead of going back home, um, I just washed my clothes and got on the road and drove to Greensboro and wow. um, work camp. So camp was over on Saturday. Um, I went to Nashville, hung out in Nashville, and then drove straight to Greensboro the next day. Got there 30 minutes before camp started, got thrown into freaking, um, you know, Kids drills and stuff like that, and then um, coach my aunt, um, terrific coach. Um, yes, he, old school guy. Oh, yeah, old very old school. You know, he mm-hmm. talked to him. He pretty much tried to talk me out of taking the job, which is what he does. Kind of keeps it real. And um, I I took the job. Um, he offered it to me the first night I was there. I thought, um, probably the thing that the biggest I would say the the job propelled my career. Um, more than any job that I've had, uh, the experience I had at UNCG, um, you know, were incredible. Um, spread my wings a little bit from Merkel. Um, you know, I enjoyed that. So that was my that was my next job. Okay, so now you're you go from the third spot at UT Martin. Now, what what role did you have at UNC Greensboro? I was the third guy. Okay, I was the third spot as well, and you know I was still learning. I you know I didn't get experience, so I got really thrown at UT Martin. I got some, but I really got thrown in the fire. And I'm an observer, so you know I worked with some guys at UT Martin that you know were really good, and I felt like I learned a lot from. And so I was able to kind of take some of their work ethic and things of that nature over to UT Martin and really focus. On recruiting because everybody you know from everybody i've talked to at that time like recruiting you know gets you i've been things like that you get, get to meet those. people recruiting so i really took a lot of time you know to get to know a lot of 
AAU coaches in the area, high schools, um, you know, other college coaches as well. So that was really um, – there wasn't a job that I didn't do at UNCG. Um, you know, I, I primarily um, worked with the bigs, um, and I worked with the guards later. But when I first got there, I worked with the bigs. And, um, you know, it was it was definitely um, a really good experience. Obviously, I'm very happy because that allowed me to meet you two guys. So right. y'all were right down the road at T. So that was obviously um, meant to happen. Um yeah. To meet two quality guys like yourself. Well, I was impressed um, just how an aggressive recruiter you were. I mean, anytime right. I needed to find somebody, I would call you. I mean, you knew mid, high, low, and um, you had two phones at the time. It was pretty tremendous. I had mean, three, you, Coach. I apologize. I had three phones, which yo, I yo. think at this point is crazy. You but I had yeah, three you had phones. three. You had three. So I, I just knew it was a matter of time. You had a total package. You leave recruiter, great communicator, and hard worker, man. So you kept me on my toes. If I need to know somebody, I just called Cab at UNCG. So I'm excited that we connected, but uh, you blessed me tremendously. Yep, yep. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So from G, um, you know, I went to um, High Point, um, which is 10 minutes down the road. Had an opportunity to go to Tennessee State. My wife was pregnant at the time. Had to go to Tennessee State um, or High Point. And I chose High Point because she could keep her job and get back to it when she goes on maternity leave. And, you know, it was just a seamless process um, to be able to do that. So, that was the the next stop that I made, um, and I was at High Point for two years as well. Okay, and let's talk about that transition. So, okay. you know, the and the big thing that you know a lot of people don't may not understand is the the money that High Point was putting into their university at the time, and uh, I was just up there a couple of weeks ago, and it, it hasn't stopped. Um, wow. Yeah, just talk talk about. The transition from you know uncg where you know it's an up-and-coming you know both up-and-coming programs but now you're at a university where you know i'll say money's not an object right and you know talk about you know that experience where you know whatever you pretty much want you could have i'm sure yeah i mean you know the money that they were throwing at me at the time you know i tell coach the men i'm leaving he wasn't very happy about it, um, <laughs> just to keep it mildly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I told him about the money. And I think at that point, he knew it was going to be tough to keep me. Um, I think he tried to get me more money, but I think it, it was for Coach DeBent. He's one of those guys, like, a tremendous dude, but, like, he's very – he's progressive thinking in certain areas. So it was actually really good yeah. to lose, you know, someone – to a lesser school because right. they're paying that for his. So that's something, you know, you take to, yeah, you can take yeah. to administration and say, Hey, like we're losing a really yeah. good guy, you know, to, to, to a school that should, we should not be losing guys to exactly. that's 10 minutes down the Ball street. So, right. So, yeah. So I think it was, it was kind of a, you know, a good thing um, for everybody, honest. And um, I can't thank post for his leadership and all the things that he taught me. Um, you know, it's to be honest with you, his, accountability um helped me become a very a much better coach um I, I have to admit that so you know go work for transition um scott cherry uh, brand new coach um you know he was still learning like all new coaches and things of that nature so you know going from you know two established coaches that have done it to a coach that was it's obviously a transition for everybody um so right. we were all kind of 
you know, learning on the fly and things like that. But, um, you know, the resources, High Point was an unbelievable place to recruit to. Um, it was easy to recruit. You know, we were able to get involved with a lot of different players. Um, you know, with three phones, no doubt. Yeah, three phones. That's what that, you know, we <laughs> ended up signing um, Virginia Player of the Year and um, and, and Devon Maxwell. Um, so he, he was a really good player, ended up going to Hampton, had a really good career playing overseas now. But, you know, one of the things that happened when it was at High Point was a really good thing is that that's when Facebook became really prevalent. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you had the rule where when you go on the road, basically you can't talk to kids. Right. You can't text right. kids. Right. right. Well, I don't know if I was the pioneer for this, <laughs> but I knew how to message kids on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, you um, had a time sending messages on Facebook because there was nothing in the NCAA manual that's a, that said that's that you could message people. That's a lead. So I was yeah, I was messaging people and, and and things like that, and I had some people that tell me, "Hey man, I, what are you doing? You texting? Oh, I talked to so and so. He said they got to get so you're not supposed to talk to him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you're not supposed to text him. I'm like, I'm I got three phones and Facebook. So I didn't give, I didn't give that away. Right. Obviously, the, the, the secret. But <laughs> you um, didn't tell me. People caught on to it, um, at, I'm sure, um, at a later time. And obviously, I think there were rules that came in place, and maybe it was because people heard what I was doing. But those um, that was that was my way of being able to to connect and with kids and watch them play and tell them after the game, "Hey, man, you did a great job," and things like that. I think they call that the Kevin Easley rule now. Yes, <laughs> it might be. I, if I started, I'm sorry if I I, I heard it for messed it up for everybody. <laughs> So we we do two years at High Point, and mm-hmm. where where do we go after High Point? Oh, okay. So High Point, um, um, you know, this business is is very fickle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Scott Sherry and and my relationship at that at that time um, wasn't great. It was, honestly, it was a mutual breakup, um, and I found out really fast how hard it was to get another job when you don't have one. So I ended up going and coach with Team Loaded. Okay. Um, okay. Ty White, great friend of mine, allowed me to um, to take over um, pro, you know, some of the programs there. And I worked with some really good guys um, over there um, that you know allowed me to come in and help um, help you know bring the program, establish the program, and bring some of my connections over to that program. So that was my next. I did that for about a year. Um, very successful program um, that we had. You know, we had the Martin Twins and mm-hmm. um, good. a lot of other guys that were professional players, played some high major players, um, Jonathan Williams and um, the late Josh Lovell. And so we had some really, really good talent. And that was an experience as well. Um, that allowed me, um, you know, I was really close to the Martin Twins. Um, I wanted to make sure they got straight before I went and you know went on to the next level back to it, and they ended up signing with or committing to NC State. So I felt like that was the time where I could go and you know try to get back in. And then mm-hmm. I, I was offered a job at UNC Asheville, UNC, um, yeah, which is same league as High Point. So I went and took that job, only making ten thousand dollars. Um, People have no idea. Yeah, it, it was tough because at the time. You know, my wife was in graduate school mm-hmm. um, um, at Wake Forest, so I would drive back and forth. But here's the funny part about it: it was it was crazy. I would I was able to get home a lot on weekends, 
And, you know, I would hang out with, with Scott there. We'd go on Friday nights. We'd go and hang out. And, um, you know, we'd be able to talk. And, you know, they talked me off the ledge. You know, my wife was basically like, you come home. I want you to go out with Scott and John, hang out. I need to study. So I was like, okay, I'll hang out with my coaching buddies. From, That's awesome. From Easy Enough Girl. And, and, yeah, so we would go out and hang out. And we had a, a blast um, during that time. And that was, you know, it was really good for me. Um, because I still felt connected to Greensboro a little bit, you know, through those guys. Um, but, you know, obviously I had a job to do. So um, I would just, like I said, after a game, I would drive back or, you know, after the season or before we start playing, I would drive down, you know, on a Friday and things like that. Um, but that was a good experience as well. Um, you know, but the challenges people don't understand being away from your family temporarily for about oh, six or seven months yeah. um, was challenging, you it know. Is. And it is. Transitioning to the next spot, we had a really good year. I think we beat um, St. John's, and I think wow. we almost beat Charlotte. Lost to, I think, NC State in overtime. Um, Who was so the head like, coach? Eddie Beatenbach. Okay, yeah, NC State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we had a – it, it, it was a great run. And then one day, you know, um, Coach Beatenbach, loving to death, calls us. He's like, hey, God, he called me in the office. He's like, I'm taking a job at Wilmington. I'm like <laughs> – you're getting a head job? Like, what? No, I'm going as an assistant. <laughs> That's a shocker. My head, I'm like, what we're does that mean to go? for us? <laughs> and he said, hey, man. He's like, I don't know. I'm going to try to get, you know, Nick McDevitt the job, but I don't know if he can get it. I think he can, but I'm not sure. But I, I, I've always wanted to go down there. I got a lake house down there. I want to go down there. So I'm like, okay, I'm puzzled at this point. Yeah, Two yeah, days before my birthday. Wow, that's the business. So I drive, yeah, I drive and meet my wife um, at Old Charlie's. Um, halfway, we met halfway and celebrated my day. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm losing yeah. this massive $10,000 paycheck in about a month. I <laughs> <You> said massive. <laughs> so I don't know what clothes. we're going to do. Um, and she's like, you know, she's very supportive. Like, I think, you know, we'll figure it out. We got to this yeah. point. You know, she was working at A&T and, and going full-time with school. And she's like, we'll yeah. get it, everything figured out. And you know, I ended up, um, um, you know, having an opportunity to um, to I got some calls about a job. Mm -hmm. um, it was I think it was Winthrop at the time. And it was like, hey, man, you know, I, I want to hire you. I think this is going to be a great situation. And, right. You know, when I was working, I think Nick was telling me, I was like, Nick, give me some time. I yeah. think I'm going to get it. You know, don't commit right away. Well, I ended up, um, you know, having an interview and then the guy called and said, Hey, I'm going with someone else. So I didn't even get, oh. I went, basically you got the job. So wow. I'm gonna, the guy that I wanted before took the job. So uh, 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 let me cut you off real quick. Two things. Time out. Let me give much love to your wife who you roll with for $10,000. You and she Asheville here, and not, there, not, everywhere. Hey, hold, I mean, hold on, hold so, and not, not who, you rolled with, but who she rolled with. Yes. Pretty yes. much, yes. <laughs> uh, that right there should have told you that you're an elite recruiter uh, because to pull her and, and her support, former Division One volleyball player, um, I, but more importantly, can you imagine as just the helpmate, um, the stories, traveling, uh, young people, you know, children, she's doing everything, and you're going back and forth, UNC Asheville and grad school. So I want to give um, Miss Edie some love right now. And, and, and next thing is, man, the business of almost getting a job. I mean, yeah. how, we've all been there where they 
given us every spill but the contract. You're our guy. Look forward to having you. Um, I'll give you a call next week. And we look forward. I mean, and then all of a sudden, you're not our guy. I know when I, when I, I heard that a few times, I already started packing mentally. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm starting to figure out what school my son's going to. And then cricket. So we all been there, man. So um, I just want to stop and give your wife love because that's unbelievable. And then just kind of point out to all coaches, just the, the cloak and dagger part of the business. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And I got an unbelievable story about that I'll share later um, once I get to that particular point on my transition. But um, so ended up at that time, um, you know, Coach McDevitt got the job. Um, you know, Nick got it. He, he, you know, I asked me to stay. You know, I was all, all in. And um, Paul, you know, from Wilmington, hey, you know, this is a great opportunity. Coach Beanbach, you know, was, you know, was, I loved him to death. He was telling me I should come. So I went down and took myself off the road to be a director of basketball operations at the time. Buzz Peterson lost an assistant every year. And every year he bumped up his assistant, his double okay. assistant. So, you know, my wife had always wanted to live there. She almost went there out of college. Um, you know, she's always wanted to live at the beach. And I just couldn't pass up an opportunity to go to the beach. So um, when I got there, the money that – I forget I did not end up getting. Um, so yeah, it was a, that was a little bit humbling as well. But um, tremendous experience there um, working for Coach Peterson, um, Buzz, who's now with the Charlotte um, Hornets. Um, he was really good to me, and I thank him for giving me that opportunity. Um, you know, then I was obviously I was I was fortunate to work with Kevin Keats, mm-hmm. uh, who's the head coach at NC State now. Yes. You know, we won championships there. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to, you know, won't say by accident, but by accident to recruit um, Chris Fleming, who tremendous um, player, the first walk on, yeah, Division two transfer, first walk on um, to ever be from all league and That's runner up for player of the year, wow. one of the best players that ever played there. Yes. So, um, so that that was really cool um, to be able to still have an impact while I'm, you know booking travel and ordering pizzas and all that stuff, but hey, still have hey, an impact. Coach, hey, Coach, I, I tried hard to recruit player of the years, and um, I was on the road and didn't do it. And, and you doing that off the road. So that, that's a hell of an accomplishment. I, how about you, Scott? Never. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a little bit little bit of luck that was in there too. But, um, you know, it, it was and it just to be able to still, you know, like I said, to know you had an impact on your team. I will hotel rooms, all that stuff is important, but mm-hmm. you know, having a significant impact on a team that went to, um, you know, in that space wow. um, was really, you know, was really cool for me, you know, whether I got acknowledgement for it or not, we still won. Um, so I'm extremely happy about that and happy. Obviously it, it parlayed um, that success parlayed, you know, Kevin Keats opportunity to get a job at NC state. Um, which yeah. he's been very successful there. Great job. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't have, you know, that was an unbelievable opportunity. I had a chance to work um, to Kale Siddle, who's the head coach there. Um, brilliant, brilliant head coach. He's doing now. Um, Thomas Carr, who's, you know, he's obviously at um, at tra- College of Charleston as well. Charleston, yeah, mm-hmm. back out. Casey Stanley, you know, he he's a, a high school coach now. Um, yep. but he previously was with Coach Patino at Iona. Um, so, you know, that was the youngest staff I'd ever been on. I was the oldest person on staff, um, assistant wise. 
Um, so it was humbling for me to, you know, to be around guys that were extremely hungry, more experienced, and those guys can bond. Um, but, I, you know, obviously you learn from everybody. Right. And those three guys, were they were really good. Um, and they were really, you know, they were loyal guys and, and they worked really hard, uh, you know, for Coach Keats. And, you know, we had, you know, one of the things I think that was great for us is we had pretty good staff um, synergy and chemistry. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that helped us too, um, you know, to be able to to, to make a, a run and connect with our players. Okay. And so – one thing that, that stuck out there was now you're, you know, I'll, I'll say the OG on the staff. Yeah, that's, yes, that turned quick. Yes, you it know, quick. <laughs> and so, what was it like, you know, and what kind of I want to say mentor were you to the young guys because you you've been through the fire now and you got these young hungry assistants, you know. So, what was it like for you being that guy to where now you're giving these young guys advice? Because at one point in time, you were getting the advice. Whole other side that do, yeah, you definitely changed. <laughs> correct, up. correct. You know, it, I think it was it was unique because I had to really, I say, tr- not tread lightly because those guys welcomed me in with open arms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those guys being assistants, I didn't want to ever make those guys feel like feel like I wanted their jobs or I was trying to step yeah, on their toes. Yeah, right <laughs> so, you know, they asked me things. Um, obviously, I was very open. Um, you guys both know me. I'm, I'm very open with whatever. You know, you ask me a question, I'm, I don't tongue. Um, so if they ask me a question, I'm, I'm a real person. I, you know, I would tell what I thought, my thoughts. And, um, you know, I like every staff. You have things in nature, but never – ever let that fester to our right. players. And right. I think that's very neat. And I think championship teams have to have that kind of um, chemistry and synergy mm-hmm. where you know it's bigger than you. So right. me, it's bigger than me. And, you know, I've done the job that they've done more years. Like, that wasn't my role right. on the team. That wasn't my space. Right. So I had to figure out my lane in the space to contribute the best that I could. So... Um, it was definitely a challenge for me, um, but, you know, I, I obviously trusted Coach Keats, um, knew what he was doing, and he hired, obviously, a really good staff, and we you know, we had a really good run. I think at the time, those three guys were the three youngest assistants in the entire conference and maybe even in the country. Wow. Um, and, you know, we were able to accomplish some really, really good things together. Well, Coach, I was impressed just as your leadership skills. Obviously, your head coach would get into that. Yeah, highly successful, but just the past, just being a part of something. I know you preach your guys about doing something bigger themselves, but you kind of you were an example. I mean, you had a a, a plethora of experience, dynamic talent, but you did what was asked of you on that staff. It's the same thing you asked the players of. So as I'm hearing that, I, I think that's just phenomenal about yourself. Um, and it's that's been talking about walking it. Um, that's tough to do for players sometimes that may have a skill in one area. And, and then compromise sacrifice for the team. I see the same thing with you, elite recruiter, um, dynamic experience. Um, but for you to fit in for some big yourself, I, I'm not as surprised at all you're successful now. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, again, like I said, we won championships together. And, wow. you know, we, we I, I kind of feel the gap of what we needed um, on that team and, you know, mentored to some guys. Able to pull some guys when they're having 
news or whatever and preach the same message. Yeah. Um, in a different, you know, that the head coach wanted, you know what I mean? Like, coach, you know, you may not agree, but coach is right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you need right. to work harder. You need to get in the gym mm-hmm. and things like that. You know what I mean? And I think those are the things that people don't understand the value. Um, oh, and those staffs. are the, those are, yeah, you, you, you don't get pats on the back and thank you for those type of thing, things that they don't see um, that goes behind the scenes. Yes. So, um, so that that obviously we won, and I was ready at that particular time. I was like, I'm ready to get back on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to coach. We won right. a championship. Time, you know, I started getting that itch um, to want to be a head coach. I think I got mm-hmm. all about life where I'm currently uh, am right now, and um, I, I interviewed kind of a little bit, not completely with the AD at that time through just some emails and things of that. It really wasn't an interview. We traded a lot of emails, but explored. Um, they ended up going with a very experienced coach um, who did some really good things. So um, I ended up now like fast forwarding an, an additional year, um, getting a job at UT Chattanooga, which I thought was mm-hmm. great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm playing the the Diddy song. I'm coming home and mm-hmm. all of that. Getting back yeah, to Tennessee yeah, it was yeah. great. Tennessee Chattanooga um, was a place where you know. My family met my wife's family, and um, oh, years so. and years ago. Um, so it was it was almost kind of like it was supposed to happen. Yeah, um, we owned the city. You know, my wife thought we could live in for a little while, and the year before, previously, they had you know went to a tournament, won like twenty eight games, so had the whole team coming back. Um, so it was it was just a logical move for me. Yeah, um, didn't realize that it would be a short lived. Um, <laughs> you never do. You never get the last get chapter on narrative. Yeah. The you know, first thing you do is you think like, oh, man, we're winning and coach is going to get another job and we're mm-hmm. going to go. Mm-hmm. We had a really interesting year. I was t- actually talking to one of my former players from there today. Um, one of the best players that was you know all-conference player. And we, we had some really good laughs. Um, he's a pro right now. We had some really good laughs about kind of things that went on. It was just. Yeah, we said that we could write a book, and we may co-write a book together about this, <laughs> this situation. And, and but um, I want to hear it here so, first. You know, end of the year, we underachieve. Um, just a lot of stuff that went on. It's a lot of documented stuff. It's crazy, but um, ended up you know, Coach Coach McCall, Matt McCall was head coach at that time. Got a few mass. It's the business. I I, I recruited some guys. Some really, really good players there coming in. I get a call from one of our players. Um, it was like a Catholic, uh, Baltimore Catholic Player of the Year. I'm in the Baltimore Catholic League, and it's, it's like two in the morning. It's like, hey, look, I'm getting these emails. I'm getting these phone calls. Like, what's going on? Like, they're mm-hmm. saying that your coach, you know, coach McCall like, is interviewing at, uh, at UMass wow. Internet. And wait a minute. So I found out via face via Twitter. That my head coach is interviewing at another school. That's not good. It's very unsettling at three in the morning. I mean, yes. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. And so, again, it's the business. Yeah, so it is. the it next is. day, you know, he has a meeting with everyone, and we're all sitting down in a meeting, and he's like, hey, hey, guys, like, I don't know if I'm going to take everybody. This is going really fast. And so, the, you know, when you have that conversation, you don't feel very good about it, especially when mm-hmm. you don't know that that's right. going on, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. long story short, he takes um, he takes a couple guys and leaves a couple of us back. 
Mm-hmm. Not the greatest situation out there when it happens. Yeah, um, yeah. It's tough. you know, um, it's really really tough. Um, I an opportunity, you know, the, to interview with a couple jobs and just, you know, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, I had interviewed previously with Florida Gulf Coast. Okay. Um, I didn't get the job a few years prior. Right. And, um, Good program. This were, unbelievable yeah. program. Joe Dooley was the head yeah, coach. Great location. Um, you know, they were, they were just coming off an of NCAA tournament year. So I thought that would be a super soft landing spot for me. Mm-hmm. My wife had always said she wanted to live in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we get a chance to go to Florida. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I tell this story a lot. Not a lot of people know it. Um, so this is the first time publicly I've ever really gone with this story. We have the exclusive here. <laughs> you you do have an exclusive. Um, Coach Key knows the story, so um, but you gotta make sure he, he mutes his uh he mutes himself so he doesn't bust out laughing. But um, probably I don't laugh through it either. But um, so I'm probably gonna laugh because it's it's kind of like on my part. It's it's still like. And you know how it is. You've been in the business. You, it doesn't matter. You always think that one chance is going to happen. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it may not, but you think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're always naively holding on to the possibility of what could happen. <laughs> I'm still so, waiting for a call. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. But um, so, you know, um, we were getting ready to um, – I got actually had an interview down there. Interview went really, really well. Um, it was down to me and two other people. Then the guy was coming in like two days later. Okay. Right. Well, the, uh, they already had a guy in and I think they had another, no, yeah, they had another guy in and the last guy was coming in two days later. Well, I, I don't, I can't tell you what hurricane this was, but it was one of like an awful hurricane that destroyed wow. their town. It destroyed everything. Wow. So, the last time I got out of the car with Coach, he was like, hey, man, look, you're my guy. I'm going to give you a call. Um, you need anything, give me a call. Well, my first indication should have been he should answer my phone call if he says that the next time. So <laughs> I've called him a few times, um, never got an answer. You know me still. It's a hurricane. Didn't have, you know, I'm not been still. Busy. Shouldn't be. You know, busy, hurricane, moving, things of that nature. And, you know, hurricane comes. Like I'm, it's like two weeks past. The guy never comes on campus, so like he doesn't come on campus. He's never met this guy. I have to be the guy. He tells yeah, yeah. Um, one of my connections that, hey, look, I think he's our guy. You mm-hmm. know, just have to hang tight. So, like that job. still haven't talked awesome. to him on the phone. Right, he called him, to him on the phone. He told you to call him. Yes, and he didn't answer though. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, and I, I called him again uh-huh. after yeah. that fact. Where you got the right number though. You had the right number? Yeah, I okay. did. I had the right number. Okay. I had multiple numbers. So I, I knew what you I was You have three phones? Email and <laughs> I don't know. We had two, I had two numbers and I had an email. I was, I was, I was on the email. So, you know, so next thing obviously happened, um, the guy never comes in. So, you know, I'm like, this should be a dump. Like, I'm waiting for a call. Yeah. Like, God tells me, hey, you should get a call at any point. I call, you know, one of the assistants that I knew that was on staff, great dude. And he was yeah. like, Hey man, like, I don't, I'm not sure where he's going to go. I was like, here's the thing, man. Like I'm about to, you know, I'm, I'm about, I have a week left on my lease. I got to figure <laughs> out what I'm going to do. Right. Right. So Life situation. I called my, my contact, my contact called him and told him, he told my contact, he's saying, you know, I can't say that it's 
but he's in real good oh, shape. Oh, yeah, you got it. So at this particular time, I go to my wife and I say, hey, look, I'm getting this job. Um, you know, we start looking at different places and, you know, obviously the hurricane's going on. We're still looking at places and finding places, right. looking for jobs, looking what we do, all the yeah. whole nine. Yeah. So we put our, put our, we close our lease and no we move into a, yeah, all of our stuff out and put all of our stuff in storage and move into a hotel. I'm only going to be in this hotel. You know, as a coach, yeah. you accumulate all of these points. Right. Right. And I had like two years worth of points. So I'm like, I'm in good shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> Director of balance operations, you get points. So, so you, to the hotel. Your whole family's in the hotel? Your whole family's in the hotel? Your whole family's in the hotel? Yeah, we got a residence in. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got a residence in. Residence I mean, in. It was, it was a one-bedroom. And then, you know, my yeah. status, diamond status, whatever, yeah. or platinum, we got upgraded to two-bedroom. Okay. So we're, okay. it's not awful living. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I say these points, et cetera, will be good. So um a week goes by and okay. I start meeting people from the hurricane from from that school. And they're like, Hey, right. yeah, we, we're from Fort Myers and I'm in the oh, Mr. Like, oh man, I just I just interviewed at Florida Gulf Coast. It must be, you know, some kind of divine deal, intervent, right. whatever yeah. they call it. And I'm getting this job, so I go tell my wife, she's like, oh, yeah, it's like, that's a really good sign and things of that nature. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call the coach, tell him. No answer. Okay, no big deal. Week goes by. <laughs> you got to stop. Another me. week? A week goes by, and um, still, you know, nothing. Did y'all have storage? Did y'all have storage? Oh, yeah, we had the stuff in storage. So everything is out. I got you. You're, All of my stuff. You're, you're living in, in My whole life, three Four bedrooms at the time, house in storage, thirty, maybe thirty three hundred square foot house. You about to move in storage? We're ready. We already have the yeah. movers for a week and a half later because they're getting Perfect. ready to start school. Mm-hmm. So if you think about mm-hmm. it, it's like, okay, they're getting ready to start school. I know they're on, um, they're on the the transition from the hurricane, but you know right. everything's going to be the timing. Right. You know, even talk to the people. Yeah, even talk to the people as far as like just being proactive because I knew it could happen quick. Like yeah, this is yeah. an expected possible move-in date for us. <laughs> right. What was I? So get to about two and a half weeks in, you know, my kids had started school a week prior. I didn't want to start them in a new school and take them out. So we had to take them to a school. Mm-hmm. They were going to school. So I'm leaving the hotel, going to school. Like we're killing the freaking um, hotel breakfast, like <laughs> they love the breakfast. That was the most. The that waffles. was the part about it. No the, the, the the pancakes with the with Dude, the chocolate, chocolate chips. That's cool. And um, so you know, I ended up like my wife. We had a talk, you know, while they were at school, and she's like, "Look, you got to figure this out. Like, you got to make a decision. Like, we're either gonna stay here, mm-hmm. or we got like you need to mm-hmm. know something. You need right. to ask a tough question. Like, figure it out." It's only been weeks. Uh, I would give the coach one more call, two and a half weeks in. I give the coach a call and um, no answer. So it gets better. So I called the assistant that was, a, that was he actually is a really good friend. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm very thankful for him today because he saved me a lot of money. <laughs> so I call him and I said, Hey, look, man, what's going on? Am I getting this or not? Like, well, you know, you got to talk. No, 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 no. Stop the, you got to talk to coach. Stop the, you know, yeah. the political. Yeah. And we're boys. Yeah. We're cool. We've known each other right. for years. You might get in this job. He's like, well, I can't say you're not, 
but I will say he put in an order for gear and the size that I ordered is not your size. <laughs> so I said, you know what? You know what? Oh my God. I'm cool. the best story. You know I said, thank you. Thank you for that. That was actually really, I appreciate you telling me that. Oh, um, that allowed me to be able to go and tell my family, you know, whatever. Then we moved into an apartment that was like a thousand square foot um, to try to make it happen for a year. Um, you know, I look for jobs everywhere. I mean, I've got a master's degree in education. I couldn't get a job at Home Depot. <laughs> no question. <laughs> It's hardware. <laughs> Walmart Supercent. I couldn't Dick get sporting I mean, goods. Overqualified. <laughs> overqualified. Couldn't yeah. get a high school job. I interviewed yeah. at a couple of different yeah. high school jobs. Um, Man. Fast forward a little bit. You know, my 80 now. Um, you know, I was contacted, you know, through a third party. Would you be interested? And said, absolutely. I had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, went to interview with life and you know i'd seen life when i was in college i mean high school and they won three national national runner-up and you know i watched them i was like every time every year i would turn and just i love i love Mm -hmm. so like i would turn and be flashing and life was playing national championship Mm -hmm. and then the next year they were playing national championship so i'm like wow this program is really good i had no idea where they were located i thought they were like in texas or something (laughs) i had no idea so um, I never heard anything else about them. Like mm-hmm. after, like for a long time, um, you know, come to find out, obviously they, the program was cut for you know ten to twelve mm-hmm. years or so. Wow. They lost their accreditation, and um, obviously it's a chiropractic school. So like when they lose that, it, it kind of hits yeah, everything. So right. they got the accreditation back. I was able to get to campus. Didn't know anything. I thought it was like a religious school, <laughs> and I had no idea what I was walking into. Even you know, in my mind, yeah. I'm like. You know, I still want to go D1. I still want to chase yeah. this dream, but I'm going to go and just see because really this is all right. I have. I go. Um, my AD is incredible. Right. Um, just an incredible person, like not just workers, she's an incredible person. And her vision and, and then me seeing the school, I was like, this is the place I need to be. Okay. So I did everything I could to, you know, to get that job. Like it was, yeah. I was trying to get a job at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And your mind is, it's your big shot. Did they call you back this time? Did they call you back? I got the call back and okay. I actually received the job. And okay. I've been there every day. It worked. Going on year six, um, you know, I never stayed anywhere longer than three years. Uh, it feels like home. Um, you know, we had some, you know, early on the first year, we were really good. And the second year, we started 15 and 0. I'm sorry, 9 and 0, ranked 15. Um, had to let my best player go eight yeah. games in a row. So it was really humbling because I was starting to like smell myself yeah. and be like, okay, I got this thing figured out. And right when you figure, think you got it figured out, wow. you realize you don't have it figured mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. So at that point for me, it was, it was, it was a humbling experience. And then we experienced cold years. That was really tough, especially in a really tough league. In a, in a yeah, city like, right. you know, Marietta slash Atlanta, where there's a lot to do, some of these other schools, they don't have that. So they exactly. can, like, really shelter their like kids. It. And, you know, but my kids, like, they're going to go out. They're going to hang out. Like, it's, it is what it is. Mean, you got everything, man. You got housewives. You got tattoos. You got everything. Everybody. Tyler, Tyler Perry spot over there. Yeah, you got the whole nine. Took it a waffle. So I was able to um, 
to, you know, get through COVID. You know, we had some shutdowns. We lost forfeit games. We played with six players some games and, you know, no excuses up through it and did good. Um, and then, you know, we had a year after COVID that was, that was not great. Um, last year we ended up, you know, getting over the hump. Um, you know, we've had unbelievable success academically, which is the first oh, thing, you know, my mm-hmm. AD preaches. You know, one of the top academic the top academic programs in our in our school, which is something that's never happened before. Like wow. basketball when I took the job was highly successful. They're coming off a of sweet sixteen, coming off a of national runner up, but none of those kids went to class. Wow. Um, you know, nobody made grades. They uh-huh. had one point seven, one point six GPA when I took over. And so I ended up having to flip it. So now, you know, we're over a three for the last like three or four quarters. Phenomenal coach. Um, and you know we had the youngest team in the, in the country this year. We made it to the comp. We made it to the the national tournament. Lost to the number two seed. Fed for thirty nine minutes. Lost by two points. Wow. Um, have everybody back. Okay. Um, so we're excited about the direction that the program is going in. Um, and you know you know it's a new year. You have the same players. Um, but it's still a new team. And you know we have to make sure that guys understand that. Coach them harder than we had to coach them last year um, because you don't want them to have any regrets and Mm -hmm. it's my job me and my staff's job to teach them um, you know how to be young men how to handle success um, how to handle failure how to handle a target being on your back Uh, Mm -hmm. so we're very excited about the direction well coach I I wanted to add before we go down the home stretch uh, number one your, your background is dynamic and just being at the NAI level um, I, I've seen you play, and, and I was just taken aback of the talent. So, just want to educate people overall: your level, NAI level, the talent that comes in. Where do you get players from? All they are high school, JUCO, and just from your background experience, what type of talent do you see in your league? People I've never seen before. And funny story: before you started, we we started, we went to a game, and after my first game, like my wife had no idea what to expect. Like she, mm-hmm. you know, my kids are young at this point. But, you know, she's been, you know, to Duke, she's been, you know, the Louisville sex. She's seen all, right. like, Virginia Tech. Like, mm-hmm. she's seen it all. Yeah. So, you know, for her, it's like, I'm going to ride, like, second-rate high school, like, second-level high school. <laughs> so, after the game, she's like, uh, this ain't what I expected at all. Like, <laughs> this is high-level basketball. And I tell her, yeah. I was like, it is because it's like, you know, we take second-chance kids. We take mm-hmm. guys that don't make it academically, uh, Division One transfers who don't get it right at their schools and not okay. just screw up. They just – obviously, they couldn't play for whatever right. reason. Right. You know, maybe they got kicked off the team for grades. You know, we have a little bit more liberal system of, okay. of letting kids in school and letting That's kids awesome. you know, be eligible. It's a little bit different from NCAA. So, I mean, we ideally have – just as good as talent or better than low mm-hmm. majors. No question. I mean, imagine yeah. having a team of, you know, I had six divisions on one team. At wow. One time. And wow. I've had Washington State. I've had Mississippi State, Robert wow. Morris, Youngstown State, um, you know, Troy University, um, you know, Graham. I mean, I've had them all. Yeah. And yeah. So you, you walk into, you know, some of those Division One schools, it's like, yeah. You got just as good as talent as us because some of those low majors don't even have division talent. 
No question. They had so, the grace. Yeah. You know what no I mean? Question. They have, you know, they just, they're division one, but they, you know, they miss on some kids and those kids aren't good enough and Absolutely. things of that nature. So um, we don't get a chance to, to even play many division one games. Certain programs don't, yeah. they just won't play because they know, they know that, you know what I mean? Right. So we're it, fortunate it, to be and Colonel's real quick, when I was at a, a, a Division One school, low major, mid-major, uh, we played in the high school on our schedule, got the job kind of late. They were on the schedule. So we we're preparing to play. Um, and also the roster um, in the summer wasn't complete. So when the season started, we kind of saw the roster. Then it was hard to find film. So about a week before the game, we found some film. Oh, my gosh. They had a kid on their team that was better than everybody we had. And there was no way in hell we want to win. By the grace of God, <laughs> first time in my career, the referee got the dates mixed up and the game was forfeited. They would have beat wow. the hell out of us. And <laughs> it was a guaranteed game. And I was so grateful because, like I said, we saw that film, 6'10", 6'5", and they were better at every position. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, who scheduled this game? I hope we don't get fired tomorrow. But that was my first interaction with NAIA basketball. And we started looking at the background. Oh, this kid played at Oak State. The other kids from Grand, other kid is from Ohio. I mean, like, wow. So thank God the referee didn't show because they would have beat us to death. That's my experience. Oh, yeah, ball. Yeah, I, I never schedule. I never schedule ever, ever, ever. People call me, don't you play that league? So that's my experience with it. Just pick back up what you were saying. No, yeah, that's – I mean, that's that's a really good segue. It's – you know, when I was an assistant, I didn't play them. The NAIs, you schedule them after Christmas, and they're going to have new players. Like, that's the, <laughs> the beauty about NAI is, like, we can take people at Christmas and and get them in, get them eligible. Next thing you know, we have a brand-new team. So you have teams that are, that are not good, and they're like, man, we got to inst- – so, like, <laughs> need a shot in the arm. So next thing you know, like you know, you're looking who they get. Like you scour the internet, like you know, any and you know things like that. So you know, we've added kids, like, and we've had some success and some. You know, we had a kid actually leave us before school even started. He played in two games and he left. Wow, yeah, it's tough to scout. Yeah, just what you know, it just wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't cut out for it. So um, it's it's a it's a really level i love it it's really good basketball um you know i i made it part because i coach at this level but it's just more yeah. pure don't deal with the yeah. nil stuff right. as much um as you would deal with it at that level and it's really it's pure basketball so like I, i'm very fortunate to have had an opportunity to coach at this level you know again for me i've had some ups and downs mm-hmm. and learned a lot you know in this process um, you know, but if you're in Division One, you know, it's win right now. Of course, I'm impressed and grateful the academic resources, what you're doing academically. And I think there's a particular role for NAIA basketball, high level, second chance. Um, there's a purpose for that. And, and then for you not only take those kids with that background, but to get over 3-0 is phenomenal. So I appreciate you graduating them, education major as well, and, and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to move on to our last two segments, which are always our our favorite segments. And Coach Key is going to introduce the first one, which is our ultimate coaching staff. So, Coach Key, take it away. And we've already had the ultimate story. That's phenomenal, Coach Easy. That's phenomenal, ultimate story. Um, But, again, now, you know, you've been all over. um, And your job is your dream job, but just per se for 
um, asking the question. You got a, your perfect dream job, every scenario. You need an ultimate staff. Um, your dream staff, ultimate staff. We got four categories we want you to cover. Um, offensive coordinator, who would you hire? Defensive coordinator. Recruiting coordinator can't be yourself. I know you're elite. And your associate head coach kind of filling the gap. So those four spots, coach, at your dream job, talk to me. Let me know who you would hire. And, and it's preface with no disrespect, no shade. So you said I can't talk to my current staff now? No, because we, we understand your big time is now. But just we know they're elite. But you, you can make them maybe special assistance. Okay. I just just playing along with with in here um i would have to say and i have to go with the kind of a mix of, of some different things and now it's a little different to have now yes uh i think two extra assistant coaches okay so yeah, yeah. it makes it a little bit no question it makes it a little bit interesting, it's your but, um and i can i can kind of tell you why um i think not including my staff, which I love. If I got a job, I would bring them with me because they've done a tremendous job. But if we just Absolutely. playing the game without taking them into the equation, um, I have a good friend, uh, Mark Bielkowski. Um, mm -hmm. He's a Dobo right now at George Mason. Okay. Um, I probably would have him. Uh, I've known him for years. An incredible, um, organized, um, you know, he particular – um, recruiter, detailed basketball guy, um, works his tail off, really good with relationships. Um, he's somebody I've always had my eye on. Um, you know, obviously, I, I'm not saying this because you're here, Coach Key. I lean on you a lot. Um, so I think, you know, you would be somebody I obviously would, would target. And I'm not saying it just because you're here. Um, you know, Jason James, I work with him at UT Martin. He really taught me how to recruit. Um, and he's extremely detailed and and, and focused um, on recruiting. So he's a guy that, that really sticks out to me um, in that regard as well. Um, director of basketball operations, um, if I had to be perfect with it, um, I probably would go with an old staff member, Mitchell Wise. He was my first hire um at at life do a little bit of everything but we've taken a hit with graphics and and he didn't uh, he did everything wow but he was incredible at graphics and and you know management with scheduling and and things like that like i can't say enough about him he wasn't part of um us getting to the tournament but hit some of the things that he implemented um helped us propel and i hate that he wasn't around um no but mitchell mitchell was really really good um for us um you know i i think um you know two guys that are now head coaches um that i love to work for work with that been a head coach i can go back um rod jensen was unbelievable defensive guy I learned a ton from rod um, you know, he's been he's been a really a rock for me, even through my head coaching career. Um, you know, we run a, a zone defense that he's he helped me like learn it, wow. helped me implement it. Um, so I can't say enough about him. So, like, I think I could, he would be like a special assistant okay. you know, kind of guy. You know, he's obviously a little bit older, so he didn't have the, re the recruiting probably energy, but right. he's in his in his 
Um, like he, he really put a great defense, um, you know, together. So um, if that if that if I had to say got a job, had to put one together, um, you know, those would be the guys. You know, I think a couple of you guys would get bumped because of my staff. I love my staff right no now, question. but um, you know, if we're just excluding them, then that that would probably be my. Um, my dream staff. That's a phenomenal staff. And just your loyalty. I've been on your campus. It's Division One ran. Um, your staff is elite. You grow them in the same way. So I knew I'd exclude them because you take care of them. And like I said, your your campus and how you run your business, I mean, it, it's high it's Division One level. So outstanding staff, like all head coaches, we get you on. Y'all do what the hell y'all want to do with you, with the ultimate staff. So thank you for staying within the parameters. Our last segment um, for the night, we, we call it Coaches Anonymous. So, again, not uh, Coaches Anonymous, like you need some rehab. But, you know, Coach is anonymous. So, a funny story about an anonymous coach, if you don't want to use his name, just call him Coach. Or if you just want to say the name and we're past the statute of limitations and, and you, you want to throw his name out there, you're, you're more than welcome. But a funny story uh above and beyond what you've already said tonight because uh <laughs> i don't know if i can go above and beyond but this is probably this is a classic story i tell this story five or six times a year um i was at school so i won't say because if i say you don't know and um we had just gotten beat gotten beat really really bad and we're sitting there and we're watching film and we just got Jason's deli and everybody's eating. Everybody's mad. The sandwiches taste better when you win. But, you know, when you lose, they don't taste as good. They're stale. And, but you're a little upset, you know. And we're in the conference room. The kids are all sleeping. And, um, you know, we're, we're, the coach is watching the film and he's getting mad. And, you know, he's he's hitting a, he's hitting it, like hitting the button. And he's hit, so I'm like, man, what's going on, man? What? Like, I don't understand. Like, why like why does he keep getting mad? Like we lost the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 so one of the assistants has this right idea. Like light bulbs came on. And he's like, Coach. And you know, to preface this, yeah. we've already watched now we're watching our game against the next okay. opponent, right? Like that we played them previously. Okay. Okay. So we're watching watching the next game. Okay, so um, the assistant coach says, hey, coach, you know, remember, you know, when we had our retreat, we were at your cabin, and, um, you know, we, we, we talked about 2-3 zone. We talked about, you know, doing some different things offensively without pause. The coach hits the button, pauses, he pauses the video, he turns back, he looks at the assistant. He says, first of all, don't call my house an effing cabinet. <laughs> he turns around. Hits play. Not two minutes later, it's halftime. He stops the tape. The cheerleaders are dead. And what the hell does so-and-so have on? He's looking at one of the cheerleaders. What the hell do they have on? No, like oh my god, like it, it flipped just like that. Like I busted out, like you know what he said about the cabin. Like I spit my food out. Like, <laughs> it's not an African cabin. 
because it, it was like it was a lake house, so it was not a cat. It was really, really nice. I know exactly what you're talking about. Time. They spent time at that lake house. They would leave. It was an insult. Um, you know, it, I, I was because that was their baby. Like, you uh -huh. know, every weekend, like, <laughs> without, they're going to that. They're going to that lake house. So when you know, like, all your, not retirement, but that's your retirement house. Yeah. You go there, that's just your, your, your place away from everything. You know, we yeah. spent time at the lake house with him yeah. uh, out there. And, you know, he was a different person. And you get on the boat and have fun. <laughs> you know, it's an absolute insult because it's not a cabin. It's like a three-level <laughs> cabin. And I'm telling you, I never if everybody in there like spit out. I spit out my Jason's deli. I was like, I can't wait. This is after the game? This was after oh the game. Oh my god. We just got beat wow. uh maybe You're 20. Tired, ready to go home. Yeah, I mean, we're tired. We're on the road. It was a it was a, a four-day road trip. Wow. It was like a Thursday. So it was like Thursday night. Um, we were getting ready. I was day on Friday, but Saturday, like we watched that tape. We was mad. And again, we watched the tape that we were watching and we were getting scored on. And this particular coach sometimes would get mad when you watch, like he would watch another team, two mm -hmm. teams play against each other. And he would watch the teams and like he would get so mad when they scored. Like he would get so mad. And I'm like, we ain't, it's not our team not playing against them. He's like, they're bigger than us. They're faster than us. They're stronger than us. So I'm like, coach, like, what do you want to do? Like, find me somebody like him. I need that. Like, they would hit a three-pointer. Damn it. That ain't even us. We're not going to play him. Play another team. Why are you getting upset, coach? Like, I and I'm still, you know, I'm still what, trying to figure life out in the business or whatever. But I'm like, oh, come on, coach. <laughs> you're, you're, so you're watching like Duke and Carolina play, yeah, and like, you, you can't you get, get mad. No, no, it ain't no, but, like, like, something like that. Like this is no, it ain't even like that. It's a comparable school, and they <laughs> may have a really good player that don't fit what we do. Right, they're right. getting buckets. They might hit a floater. They may hit a three and. He just oh, gets mad and hits pause and throws the remote. Oh. I can't believe this. <laughs> you sound just like him, too. We'll never beat them. They're bigger than us. They're faster than us. They're they got a great feel. They have better feel than us. <laughs> hey, Coach Bowway just sitting there just reminiscing about your Florida story. Oh, just move boxes and everything. And we all been there. <laughs> When we just know in the first part of the process, we got it. So we kind of start looking at houses and are looking at school systems. And, you know, tell everybody, kind of speak to a few people. And, yeah, I'll be working there, man. Yeah. We, and all of a sudden, when you know it, it's like a ton of bricks. Boom. Like a a, a horror movie. It hits you. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Not, and you remember where you're at the whole time. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. When I had the call, I was in the Crystal's drive-thru. <laughs> Crystal's. Crystal's burgers. When he never forget. I got fired never, on Wednesdays. Never, never, and had to, you know, go home and tell my wife in person, you know, we need to yeah. go move into an apartment. So, oh, that's uh, the stuff, Still had a storage unit. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that those are my, my chronicles. Please, please. And also, uh, Coach will conclude it shortly. But um, also with that, I don't know if you read the fine print like your um, 
Gulf Coast, I think, interview. Um, yeah, we need a shirt. I wear large. He's an XL. Man, I'm and, a large, uh, man. We, I'm a large. My fault. My fault. He's working hard. He's working hard. <laughs> my fault. I forgot. Last week, got to die. But, um, yeah, we coming. We go, we're coming through, man. Uh, we love to come to a game and ticket and a shirt. We good. Yeah, you know, come, come down and, you know, we can do a show. Yeah. Um, so. You know, from, from our, you know, you guys can do a live. I think that'd be something great. Um, you guys have thrown that around, you know, good chance to go and see some schools and kind of do it that yeah. way. I think what you got is really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just very humbled that you guys asked me to be a part of this. It's, it's been fun. I knew it would be fun. I didn't realize it'd be this much fun, but um, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to, to be on um, and kind of share my truths and my stories um, some of them know, know a lot of people haven't heard, um, you know, if I could leave, you know, these guys, you know, you know, guys that have aspirations to coach or mm-hmm. guys that are in the business and trying to figure it out, like, you know, chase your dream, yeah. you know, do, do, do everything to, to, to fulfill your dream. And, you know, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because if it's something you really want, put your mind to it and you may have some ups and downs, but you stay the course. A lot of times things will work out the way they're supposed to question. No, that's it. And I'll tell you what, you know, we've, we've had some great stories on here and coach key said, you know, you, you've got some, and I had no idea what, what was coming my way, but outstanding stories tonight. (laughs) Outstanding. I have a a suitcase full (laughs) of plenty more. Eight segways. Oh, oh, you know what? I got story. Hey, we're, trust we're me, we're coming. Part two, we're coming down live, live from the coach's office. So sounds good to me. I'm all I'm all the way with it. Yeah. So, Coach Easley, it was it was a pleasure. We appreciate it. We look forward to to meeting you sometime down the road, live and in person, and getting some more stories from you. <laughs> Sounds good, fellas. I appreciate you guys and keep doing great things and uh, keep being an unbelievable resource for coaches to be able to tell their stories um, and, and be able to, you know, give give guys an opportunity to to have a safe place yeah. uh, to be able to, to let people know kind of what this college life is like yeah. and what life on the road really is. Awesome. Well, un- until next time, Coach Easley, you know, good luck with, with your season and we'll see you on the road. Sounds good. See you on the road. Once again, another outstanding episode of Life on the Road. This time we had Coach Kevin Easley, the head coach at Life University down in Atlanta. Uh, an amazing journey. You know, as much as you think you know somebody, you hear some different stories about their their path and their journey. Man, like I had no idea. And uh, Coach Key, any final words? Another Life on the Road classic. Um, all these coaches have made successful um, careers, but the starting is, is always similar. Um, there's been some grind. There's been some obstacles. There's been some disappointments. Um, but the one common denominator is they all continue to fight, believe in themselves. But uh, like you said, Coach, just a great beginning, some great twists and turns. Excited that you shared that with us today. All right. So until next time, Coach Keith, take it away. Keep it on the road. And keep it between the lines. We want to thank you for your continued support of the Life on the Road podcast. 
Please comment on each episode and give us that five-star rating wherever you get your podcast. And make sure you hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on our YouTube page and follow us on social media at Coach AKSB. Thanks again to all of our guests and listeners. This wouldn't be possible without you.